0: everybody welcome back to another episode of just my thoughts so we're continuing with the 10 tips on how to make a relationship work in the last video I gave you tip number one and two this video we're going with three and four without wasting any more time because again this is a crucial important topic let's dive in all right tip number three Sherlock Holmes versus ditzy blonde he who snoops she who snoops whose women do more snooping than men she who snoops finds the dog unless you want something to be wrong don't waste time looking for things to be because if you look long and hard enough eventually you will find something that you can convince yourself to continue to snoop. Sometimes it's not intuition, ladies. Sometimes it's just paranoia. This is a big one. This one is is for the ladies. Because like I said, many ladies, I'm not gonna say most, but many of you like to snoop. Going through the phones, going through the text messages, the social media, and all that other excess stuff. And you try to justify it anybody that digs and digs and digs and digs and digs eventually they're going to find something whether it's something minute or even possibly something major but you're going to find something eventually that you can convince yourself ah I had a reason for snooping what led you to snoop in the first place oh my intuition my women's intuition as a guy I think the intuition thing is complete BS because most times you're going to strike out, you check, you find nothing, you check, you find nothing, you check, you find nothing. But on that 10th time you checked and you found something, you're not doing yourself nor your partner a service by digging because there's no point in you digging if you're not expecting to find something. Well, I'm just double-checking. I'm just making sure. No. Stop that. She who snoops finds the dog. But conversely, when evidence has presented itself to you, look at it, process it, and act. Don't disregard the obvious. Okay? When you are presented with something that tells you okay there might be something going on my partner came home smelling like another woman's perfume i know that perfume i don't own that perfume why does he smell like that perfume my partner didn't answer their phone for four hours and they got off work two hours ago or four hours ago They've never not answered my, my my text or my phone call. Or I found something in the car that doesn't belong to me. When the evidence presents itself, look at the evidence, process the evidence, and then take action. That's not to say that every time you find something that there is actually something going on. It could just be, oh, well, that's my sister's. Is this yours, Janice? Oh, yeah, that's mine. I I was looking for that. Okay, good. Problem solved. But that doesn't open the door. Okay, now I got to keep looking. Keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. No. Take each particular thing and process it individually. Then take action on those. Don't disregard the obvious. Don't be the ditzy blonde. blonde. Oh, There's nothing going on. Oh, there's makeup on his collar. (laughs) There's nothing going on. Oh, 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 she didn't answer the phone? Or some random guy called asking for her? Oh, there's nothing on No. Look at the evidence that's presented to you. So that's the Sherlock Holmes, the person that's just snooping, looking to find something, trying to find something, versus the ditzy blonde, the one that just is oblivious to the obvious. So that's number three. Number four. And this goes along with number three. If you can't trust him or her, you shouldn't be with him or her. Trust is a big, 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 big part of any relationship. Okay, if you find yourself constantly slipping into the role of Sherlock Holmes, whether validly or because you let your over overreactive creative mind get the best of you, then you need to reevaluate. What you are still doing in the relationship. The only time you have confidence that the other person is not cheating should not be when you're both in the room together. That's not trust. (laughs) That's not trust. Uh, Trust is an unquestioning belief that does not require proof or evidence. You cannot have a healthy relationship without a level of trust in your partner because you're constantly going to be on edge, constantly going to be suspicious of their actions. It's annoying to the other person being accused. It's not trust to say, okay, we have to do every single thing together. You're not allowed to go anywhere without me, because I have to make sure that you're not doing something. That's not trust. Trust is on the person that's giving it. I can't make you trust me. I can't make you trust me. You have to make a conscious decision to trust me. The hard part is on you. I can try to make it easier by talking to you, by communicating with you, by being open with you, and being honest and everything like that. But you can still decide not to trust me. You can be the paranoid skeptic who got hurt in your last relationship. The paranoid skeptic that believes that all men are dogs. So regardless of what your partner does, you're always going to be skeptical of them because you have trust issues. That's a personal thing. This is a hard one. This is a tough one. Trust is a hard thing to do. It's harder to trust someone than it is to love them. Because you can love someone. That you don't necessarily trust, because if you didn't love them, you wouldn't be. Oh, I, I, why would you continue to stay in that relationship? That toxic relationship is not a good kind of love. But I'm still able to give my love to someone that I that I find it hard to give my trust to. So trust is harder than love. And it's an individual thing. We all have to make a conscious decision to trust our partner. We trust them by getting into a relationship. But it's a conscious thing to continue to give them that trust. So the person who's getting the trust, they can't make you trust them. They can try to make the process a little easier for you. But they can't make you and force you to trust them. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're constantly going to the Sherlock Holmes or you constantly have to snoop, you constantly question, and you feel that this person has to always be in your presence in order for you to know that there's nothing going on, then you need to ask yourself, why would I want that kind of relationship? Why do I want to keep myself in that toxic environment? It's not a good environment for you or your partner. That's terrible. And then conversely, (laughs) everything's going to have a flip side. The alleged guilty party must understand that trust is a hard thing to do, and if by chance he or she is or has been guilty of said wrongdoing, then he or she is not exempt from working to clear the slate. He or she can't make you trust him or her, but he or she can delete any reason for you not to. No one can make you trust him or her, which is what I just said. You either do or you don't. Once you feel that you can't trust your partner, you and your partner have to decide whether or not to stay in the relationship. Even an honest man is thought to be a liar if no one believes him. This one was long. (laughs) So like I just said, I can't make you trust me, but I can try to eliminate as many of those doubts as possible to help make it easier. Oh, I screwed up. I messed up. So you have a reason to doubt me. But I want to make amends. I want a clean, clean slate. I want us to start over. What can I do to help you get past this incident? Oh, I need you to, you know, delete all the girls from your, your Facebook page. I need you to unlock your phone. I need you to check in with me. So here's a list of things that I I, I feel will help me to trust you again. So when there has been an infraction, the two parties need to have that discussion. If they truly want to stay together, they need to have an honest discussion on what can I do as the the, uh, the person, the guilty party, to make it easier for you to give me your trust again. Once you have that discussion, then the guilty party makes a determination of whether or not they want to try whether or not they're capable of doing those things. And then the offended party has to make this determination of giving the trust. It's not a a quick process. It's definitely not an easy process. The hard part is on the person who's been offended. That's just the way it is. But you work to repair it. So both Parties play a part in the trust and work. But if you feel that, okay, it's been six months, it's been a year, and I still have that, mm, I still have those thoughts and that insecurity, then you need to take an honest assessment and determine whether or not the relationship is salvageable. Because just staying with someone does nothing if it's toxic oh we've been together for 10 years but I haven't trusted him at all that's not a good relationship you're looking at the longevity of the relationship versus the quality of the time spent together so <sighs> it's just my thoughts like I say this one was a- <laughs> And this one was a heavy one. One and two were, uh, that was just dipping our foot in the water. This one is one that you need to watch, listen to, and watch and listen to again. Because I guarantee 90 plus percent of people in relationships, have at one point or another been, on the, it been in extended relationships. Relationships that have lasted at least, I would say, a year and a half, two years at a minimum. If you've only been in a six-month relationship, that's child's play. I'm talking about real relationships, not high school relationships, even some high school relationships, but grown folk relationships. There has been some issue with Trust, probably, because relationships are hard and you're, you're trying to operate in each other's space and then you have to compete with all of the energy, the input, the observation and everything else from the outside world, friends, family, social media, everything, all of that. The two of you are trying to combat. And it's it, it's even worse when you have someone that's close to you, a friend or a family who doesn't like your partner. And you have them in the ear saying what they have to say. That just adds more fuel to the fire. So it's okay to, to uh, confide in your friends and family. It's okay to, to talk to them, seek counsel, but you should not be exposing your soul to anyone outside of your relationship. Unless you're talking to a professional, a relationship counselor, or a therapist, or something like that. Someone who doesn't have a vested interest or personal connection to you or your partner there should be no one let me me specify that there should be no one in your circle friends and family where you should be exposing the gory details of your relationship with it does not help your relationship if you're going to talk to someone about the the details of your relationship that person should be a specialist, a therapist, a counselor, a coach, someone who is objective and non-biased and has no vested interest in your relationship and no no personal relationship or connection to you or your partner. Let me know your thoughts about number three and number four. And if you want to talk, if you want some advice, some counsel, feel free to reach out to me. You can hit me up on Facebook, Do Your Life Justice. You can hit me up on Instagram, Do Your Life Justice as well, or email me, doyourlifejustice at gmail.com. And we can talk. We can go a little further. And I don't have any vested interest in (laughs) any of your relationships unless family and friends you know, you're listening to this, but I can give you some advice, but you don't have to go into the the gory details or anything like that. So share your thoughts. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you like, share and subscribe. Stay tuned for part three. (laughs) If you manage to survive this part, keep watching and I will continue with part three on next time. Remember, whatever you do, do it justice.